is the Dogcast Dogs win big over Appalachian State 45 to 6? Why am I not in a better mood? fans it's the dog cast episode number 341 ring that bell baby ring that bell dogs bring home the w over the now two and eight appalachian state mountaineers the the pride of the socon big win old dog 45 to 6 uh it's a tale of two halves old dog there's there's no no doubt about that Tale of two halves. For the second week in a row, the tale of two halves. It was kind of the opposite of the Florida game. Instead of starting hot and finishing kind of, you know, uh, unstellar, we started unstellar and finished better this week. Uh, you know, 14 to 6 at the half. App State had 194 total yards. And, uh, I don't know, they were a whole lot of third down conversions, a whole lot of passes, but not a whole lot of scoring. Kept them out of the end zone, only scored we, six we, points in the we first bent, half. We, didn't, we bent and didn't break. I mean, you know, maybe the defense has turned the corner. What do you think? <laughs> well, the jury's out until we get to Toomer's corner. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid the jury has already, has already <laughs> given the verdict. I know, I know, I know, I know. But hey, in the spirit of positivity, come on now, it's a win. You know, people, I, I don't know. Hey, I, we're bowl eligible. I mean, hell yeah, bowl you know, eligible. For those, for those that love the fact that we're leading the SEC in graduation rate, being bowl eligible just must be you have you in euphoria. Yes, yes. I mean, this means that we can play in the truck stop bowl, the pool and weed eater bowl, or maybe the Liberty Bowl. We're gonna we're gonna get some good bowl. And if you're the kind of fan that plans your holidays around a bowl trip, you now can get cracking. Yeah. On put Jacksonville, and, I'm and, I'm thinking Jacksonville. Your, no, we ain't. We ain't. It's gonna. Gator Bowl, man. We're gonna no, make the Gator not. Bowl. No, we're not. Okay. We're we're gonna lose two more games. Okay, hang on. Wait, don't swerve into the unnegativity or the okay. negativity. Um, 194 yards in the first half, but only 59 yards for the Mountaineers in the second half. There are those halftime adjustments you've been looking for. You know dog. what was amazing? Eight games into the season, we finally realized maybe we don't need to give another team 10-yard cushions. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that, our that corners can come up, up and like jam when, when the receivers. Team, when you got a team that's spreading you out and dinking and dunking us, maybe we ought to get right up there on the line of scrimmage and do something to their receivers. But, I mean, let, let's, put this, let's put this thing in perspective, okay? 
to start with, we were playing basically a glorified high school team. Yes. This is not the Appalachian State of six years ago that beat Michigan. This is a decimated Appalachian State team that can't beat other Southern Conference teams. And the fact that that we came out the way we did is it goes back to what I've been harping on for the last three years. Poor ass coaching. I mean, if we were if we were seven and zero coming into this game and just kicking ass, yeah, maybe you have a letdown. But when you are not good, you don't need to come out and think you know we can just go through the motions. This was a time for us to really assert ourselves, and as you said, it was a tale of two halves, and we showed that we are not the team that we need to be in the first half. Mm, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, I mean, I pretty much have nothing here. I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, you know, Montana held these guys to six points. Um, you know, Georgia Southern scored 36 on them. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I, you know, if, if that's where we're at right now, that's where that's where we're at. But uh, there were some bright spots. So there were some really good bright spots. Aaron Murray did top Danny Werfel's all-time SEC touchdown record. That's really cool. I mean that, and that's really a big deal. And he definitely deserves it. Definitely freaking earned it. And uh, I'm really really happy for Aaron Murray. That's an awesome. That's an awesome stat. And uh, it, it'll be several, several years before anybody breaks that. Well, and, and it may be never because you're not getting a whole lot of quarterbacks that are coming Hanging in as freshmen and playing for four years. And if they're that good, they're usually not sticking around. Yeah, it's, and, it's an oddity. And in, a, and in a team sport, it is great to have an individual that gets all the honors that Aaron Murray has. Absolutely. Uh, Rontavius Wooten. Golly, career day for Woot! I yeah. love here. I love. I love hearing the crowd chant Woot. I love that. Uh, career day for Wooten. I was really happy with that. Um, I you know he rooting, was excited. You were rooting for Wooten. Huh? Rooting for Wooten, man. Uh, we did have another big targeting thing. Uh, targeting uh, ejection. Uh, for the second time this year, first Ray Drew, now Corey Moore. It will not affect him for the Auburn game, though. Um, he did get booted though out of the game early uh, on a you know it was a it, it wasn't as questionable in my mind as the Ray Drew call. Um, uh, it wasn't as questionable as the Herrera fumble. How about that? If that yeah. that Herrera fumble was garbage. Well, um, I mean we have we as Georgia fans have known for a long long time that the referees have it in for us. For some reason, they don't like us. <laughs> At all times. They, they must be all disciples of pin wages. I don't know. And, you know, there's the old saying, you know, it ain't paranoia if it's true. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and it is. It is. We get the worst damn calls in the world. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And it's terrible. Um. But I'm glad it's not going to hurt us against the Auburn game. I like Corey. I think we need him on the field. We, yeah, yeah, we we need a lot of people on the field. Yeah. I am hoping that maybe 
that maybe they'll look at this thing and say, you know, we really have given Georgia a bad deal this year on a bunch of bad calls. We're going to let them play 13 defenders against Auburn (laughs) just to make up for it. Just to make up for it. Um, yeah. So, how about you know, the soldier? I mean, what, how about the soldier? That, that was awesome. Was, that was probably the highlight of the day. No doubt. And on Veterans Day, a Delta flies him in. Hats off to Delta. Hey, it was just a cool thing. Everything yeah. about that was cool. The way that mom turned around and ran across the field. Holy crap. Mrs. Dogcast was just bawling. Just yeah. bawling. Holy crap, everybody was just bawling. Every mom, every mom was in the, oh, it was, it was pretty cool. No, I, on definitely. the other hand, was thinking of how we could get some shoulder pads on that kid and get him back in a, in a, in a Tampa 2. Yeah. Um, cause we need, we need, <laughs> we, we need, I don't it. know what we need, man. But um, less, I mean, it was a good, it was a good weekend for football and it started Thursday night and it especially was for the old dog. Because there were two games that really, really stood out. Georgia against App State was not one of them. Yes. But Stanford playing good old-time smash-mouth football showed what you can do with a running game. And imagine they had a running back that toted the rock 45 times, didn't wave his hand to come out, didn't have to take oxygen on the sideline. He just kicked Oregon's spread offense ass. Yes. And imagine, too, also, keep in mind, Stanford, um, I actually know a couple of people that work for Stanford, and, uh, you know, they only have about 5,500 students. That's the thing that amazes me about Stanford. I mean, are you ready to offer David Shaw today? I mean, I mean, and well, and you've I got a man this. crush on David Shaw that well, will I, I not do. quit. And, and the other game, and the other game was Alabama in the second half flexing their muscle against LSU. Basically, at halftime, they said, "We're going to run the ball. We're going to take time off the clock, and we're going to kick their ass." And that's exactly what they did. And if we can't get Nick Saban then we need to write a check to the Stanford coach because that is the kind of football that you need to play that wins championships. Yeah, and that Oregon stuff does not win championships. No, and and I it know doesn't win I, I know I know you like that spread, you like throwing the I ball don't all like around. the spread. You I like, like that, I like you balance. Like all that cute stuff. You like having it out in the air. Balance doesn't win you championships. Running the ball and dominating the other team is what wins football games. Oh, man. So how about Hudson Mason? I mean, you know, I know we don't have it. We do not, if if you know anything, we do not have anything like a quarterback controversy. But what we do have is a really, really surprisingly sizable portion of the fan base that is really fired up about Hudson Mason and has been for years. And boy, did they get a little red meat yesterday. Oh my gosh. One completion, two completions, three completions, seven completions, eight completions. Oh my gosh. Eight of eight. He's throwing touchdowns. He's stand, you know, Hudson looked pretty good yesterday. What do you think about that? Well, I, you know, he did. Again, he's working with, he's working with the second team offense that, is competing against 
basically a high-level high school team that has been worn down over three quarters worth of football. No doubt. Uh, you no know, doubt. It, it, Derek, I tell you, I am, I am to the point. I really, I mean, do I want Georgia to win every game they play? Absolutely. But it is really, really hard for me to get excited about any prospects of Georgia football until we make a coaching change. Because we, if we win a national, and, and one of, and this is not my thought. Well, it is my fault, but I didn't say it. One of our emailers sent it in and it, it rang true. And I wish I had said it originally. If we win a national championship, it will be in spite of our head coach, not because of him. Hmm. Hmm. Boy, that Nick Saban's tough, huh? He's great. He's awesome. I tell you what. At any point in the in the Alabama LSU game, did you think? Was there any point where you thought Alabama was not going to win? No. Because here's what Alabama does: they don't make freaking mistakes. They They're don't. coached and it's, well in the fundamentals. They do everything right on pretty much every play. And you know why? Because they pay attention to detail. They don't just think, hey, special teams will take care of themselves. Or, you know, we've called a timeout, and I know we're going to run the punt team out there. And probably the 11 guys that need to be out there will. Well, You know, you know I mean, there is, there is nothing that they don't cover. I was following a guy yesterday. You remember yesterday in the in that Alabama game when they called a timeout on the punt. If you were watching it, they called a timeout on a punt, and I was I was following this guy who I think is a smart guy. I'm not dragging the guy, but he is. You know he, you know he was like, oh my gosh, look, Alabama calls timeouts on punts too. You know, he was kind of saying it like a defense of our special teams and Coach Rick and the special teams philosophy and stuff like that. And he was like, look at there, even Alabama calls timeouts on punts. But he opened his mouth a little too soon because what happened was uh, Saban was installing the fake, which was executed perfectly, which extended the drive, which begun to put the dagger into the heart of LSU. He did use a timeout, but it was for a purpose that was executed flawlessly. It wasn't like, oh, crap, we don't have enough players. Let's call a timeout just or so we, we can execute the basic or punt Or I play. wanted to punt the ball and with the field goal units running out. Right. And, oh, well, we're still just going to punt the ball. I mean, we're, we're just, we needed a timeout just to do the basics, you know? Right. And and the guy, the TV announcer, you know, actually successfully called the fake punt right before it happened, which was kind of cool. Kudos to him. But um, yeah, when Mer when when Nick Saban does something, it's with a purpose, you know, and it and it it gets a result. It things are working, you know. It's not oh, a, yeah. it's not smoke and mirrors. It's not hopes and wishes. But um, and, anyway, and again, and you saw in both of those games when one team can run the ball and dominate the other team. It just takes the air out of the whole thing. I mean, Stanford had the Oregon players crying on the sideline. I know. It was great. 
I mean, that is the well. Con- Oregon got the Hawaii treatment. I mean, it really S- Stanford con- did gave them the Hawaii treatments. What exactly. they did, exactly, and that's the kind of beatdown that you want. I mean, we Stanford <laughs> Stanford ruined Oregon's life. And I just yeah, and and all of the announcers that just you know thought that Oregon was this juggernaut that could not be stopped. I mean, every year the same crap happens. You know, Oregon gets all talked up or all these teams that can score 50, 60 points and run, you know, 40 million plays in a game. They all do great when they're playing crap teams. And as soon as they run up against a team that can play defense and can dominate the line of scrimmage on offense, they fall apart. And that's exactly what happened. And that's exactly what happened to LSU, too. It wasn't going to be a shootout. It wasn't going to be some offensive, you know, wasn't going to be who scored who scored last like it was with us in LSU. You had a team in Alabama that went out there, had a purpose, had a game plan, knew what they wanted to do, and executed it. And you have a coach that knows if you can dominate both lines of scrimmage and run the ball when you need to and keep the other team's offense off the field, you're going to win a ball game. And that's why Alabama has national championships. I know. That's why in 1980, <laughs> he got a national championship. So we won the game. I'm glad to get the win. I mean, a win's a win. I like a win. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, like you know, it made us And 45 up. to 6. 45 to 6 is cool. I like that. But I haven't talked to any Georgia fans. And I'm not talking about just listeners because everybody, obviously, everybody I talk to is not a listener, although they should be. But, I mean, I didn't talk to anybody that was excited about that game when we left yesterday. It was like leaving a funeral. Yeah. And, well, um, you know, the, the whole season is kind of dismal. Here's the question, old dog. If yeah. we had come out at 31-0, to zero, if you'd flipped those halves instead of 14-6 to six in the first half and 31-0 to zero in the second half, what if it's 31-0 to zero at the half and 14-6 to six down the stretch? How would you feel? Would you feel better? I would I would feel somewhat better, but again I would have kept it in perspective. It's Appalachian State, it's a division two team, and it's a division two team that's not very good. So it really but, was a lose lose for have, us. I mean, you know, there's no way they could have well, no, made no, you happy. No, 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 but I would have been I would have felt a little bit better if when both teams weren't gassed, the other team hadn't been beat down that our defense actually could have stopped somebody. I mean, basically, Appalachian State runs a a poor man's version of what we're going to see next week. And and when the Appalachian State players weren't weren't winded, weren't beat down, man, they, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen next week. Mm. But but I got a feeling it ain't going to be good. Well, that game kicks off at 3.30. CBS It'll, game. CBS and game, 3.30. Your number 25 Bulldogs will be taking on their fourth top 10 team this season uh, in the Auburn Tigers on the Plains. And miracles have happened. I mean, there have been numerous times that we have we have gone to Auburn, Alabama, as a decided underdog and have pulled off a miracle in one. Absolutely. And, and my heart wants that to happen 
more than anything else in this world because there are very few teams I like beating more than I do Auburn. But my head tells me that it is going to be an absolute slaughter. Well, so how much do you think we're going to beat them by? In, uh, I, I mean, do we win by 40? Is that what you're saying? No, I hope, I, I sincerely hope we don't lose by 40. <laughs> I actually had a guy, <laughs> Deep Cover Mole from Vermont sent me a, it was, there. we're researching, what is the, do you know off the top of your head, what is the most points that's ever been scored against Georgia ever, in any game ever? I think it's 60 or 63. It's 60. Okay. By, by Southern Cal when we played them in Los Angeles, and it was a long, long time ago. 60 points is the, is the, that's the high water mark. Of course, you had the Spurrier, the Olymp, the Spurrier Olympic game. Yeah. The Braves World Series Spurrier Olympics game. Right. But, um, that was exceeded by the 60 hung on us by, uh, Southern Cal. So anyway, just, uh, we got a pregame show coming up. Now listen, hey, we beat App State, dude. I I am we're bowl eligible excited. six and three. Now here's and I want to throw out a little research project for the listeners. Has Vandy ever beat Georgia and Florida in the same year? All right, we'll find that out. Somebody look that up. Um, I'll get our intern, Dogcast intern, get on that. Um, and I mean, what a what a wacky year this is. But yeah, you know, beating App State. You know, no, I it, no big deal. It was a pretty day in Athens. It tad overcast, but the weather was good, and it was a great football game. And you know, basically, if we had if we had beaten them a hundred to nothing, I'd still probably feel like I do now. I am dreading, absolutely dreading, playing Auburn and Georgia Tech. I know, I know you're a little fella. It's all right though. We're gonna give them the keys to the victory. And we're gonna work it out. I. I hope so. We are. Well, I know. I know okay. the key to the Auburn victory. I know it's going to be stop the run, <laughs> stop the run, stay home and stop the run. Um. Hey, I got one other thing before we go. Uh, I'm going to be in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, the weekend after you, Thanksgiving. Interviewing for the USC job? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm actually going to be working out there. Um, wow. This is my, yeah, my real life job is going to carry me to California. I'm actually going to be in Palm Springs, I think it's called. I, I get those places. I get all those things mixed up. You got you got your your Palm Beach, your Pebble Beach, your Pebble Creek, and well, well, Palm Pebble Springs. Beach, well, I'll tell you, and, Pebble Beach isn't anywhere near L.A. I know. I'm okay. going to be like two hours inland of L.A. in Palm Springs, I believe. Which, which that's probably right because I think they call refer to Palm Springs as being in the desert. Yes, it's like authentic desert, like a real uh, oasis kind of thing. Anyway, yeah. so anyway, the deal is, though, I'm going to be in Los Angeles the weekend after Thanksgiving, flying in out of LAX, and I'm, I'm going to have some free time and stuff, and I'm kind of kicking around the idea of like a little listener meetup. You know, I don't know, maybe like uh, we'll just get together and, you know, have a beer or, you know, eat some wings or something, or we could just hang out or something. I don't know. If I have some free time, I'm thinking about because I know – the reason I'm even mentioning this because I know the SoCal Dogs. The SoCal Dog Nation is 
alive and vibrant and awesome. They and, are. Uh, they're awesome. They're one of and the need a, and probably need a real shot in the armor if they're anything like me. Yeah, it's a hotbed of bulldog pride, and I just know that I've got. I'm a proud owner of a SoCal Dogs uh, polo, uh, and um, and even and though even though Jana from Burbank is no longer of Burbank, um, still I'm still I'm kicking around the idea. So if anybody's interested in something like that or the possibility of something like that, we're talking. I'm talking about the the Friday, Saturday, Sunday after Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just kick, I'm just, I'm spitballing this idea. So let's just You're see just what happens. It out there. I'm just throwing it out there. I, I don't have a plan. I'm just spitballing. So if someone wants to get a beer in Palm Springs or get a beer in L.A., I could probably make that happen. So uh, I'm just uh, throwing that out there. Um, maybe a little SoCal dog, because I'm, I'm in the need, I'm in the mood for a little, a little. Uh, I need the SoCal dogs to. To buck up my spirit rather than the oh, other I, way I absolutely. I mean, we need something good to happen. And the SoCal and, dogs are pretty good. And there would be nothing like beating Auburn to to maybe make this season worthwhile. Well, we beat Auburn, then we beat Kentucky, and then I go to California and orders restored. Um. So anyway, dog fans, that's it. It's just not an exciting show. I don't no. know. It, I mean, the, it's the not show, much better the than the pregame pre- show. Show's pretty much like the season. <laughs> dog fans, thanks for listening. We got your back, dog fans. We're watching things. Uh, we need 100%, 110% healthy girly. We need 47 minutes of ball control in this Auburn game. We'll be back with an Auburn pregame show, a serious pregame show. I'm doing real homework. We're going to tell you what needs to happen. We'll tell you everything you need to know about Auburn, and we'll tell you everything you need to know about the Auburn-Georgia game that's coming up at 3.30 next Saturday. That show will be out late Wednesday night. Guys, thanks for listening. Give us a call at 706-363-0210. Email us at dogcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at dogcast. And... um Keep listening, guys. Keep hanging in there. We're dog fans, and we're never going away. We're never going to quit on the team. We're just uh, not super excited right now. We're kind of tired. But thanks for listening. Ring that bell, baby. Go dogs.